If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 18. We'll be looking at verses 38 through 40. Now today I'm going to break a cardinal rule of preaching, and I'm going to preach on Jesus and Barabbas and it not be Easter. But in all seriousness, what we're going to look at today is the choice that the Jews had that Pilate gave them. When Jesus had been tried by Pilate, Pilate came out and he gave the Jews a choice. You can either choose Barabbas or you can choose Jesus Christ. And 
We're going to look at that choice because this is a choice that people must make today. They can either choose to follow Jesus Christ or they can choose to continue and follow Barabbas. So let's look at John chapter 18, verses 38 through 40. It's written, Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said that, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no cause at all. But you have a custom that I should deliver you one loose at the Passover. Will ye then that I loose unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not him, but Barabbas. Now this Barabbas was a murderer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just illuminate your word for us today and just help us to apply it into our daily walk and into our life. And Lord, I just pray, again, if there is anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would speak to their hearts today. And Lord, I just, again, lift up this service to you, Lord, and just pray that you would speak through me and give me the words to say, that it would just touch and edify those that are here. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those who cannot make it today, those that may be traveling, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what we see in these verses is after questioning Jesus, Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, goes out and he tells the Jews that he had found no cause or no fault in Jesus Christ. Basically, he was saying, I do not find any reason why this man was arrested. And we also see in Matthew 27, 18, that Pilate knew that the Jews had arrested Christ because of jealousy. They were envious of Jesus Christ. Now, why were they envious of him? Because if you look at what had been going on, Jesus had a large following. And he had been going around preaching on the kingdom of God, preaching repentance, and preaching that he was the way of eternal life. But he had also been working many miracles. And we can see this in how he had fed the multitudes, how he had walked on water, how he had calmed the storms, how he had healed the sick, the blind, the deaf, the mute, how he had healed the lame and and they walked again. We see all of these different things that Jesus Christ had been doing. And the Jews were upset about this mainly because they viewed Jesus Christ as a blasphemer because he called himself the Son of God, even though the miracles that he had been working proved that he was the Son of God. But also, we see that he had been calling them hypocrites, whitewashed walls, saying that they were adding to the law and that they were false teachers. They did not like this. 
So they were upset about Jesus' teachings. But again, they had even witnessed Jesus' miracles. There were scribes and priests and Pharisees when Je- there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Because what happened? They conspired to, to put Lazarus to death as well. Because they didn't want people to know that Jesus had raised him from the dead. When Jesus healed the blind man, the blind man was called before the the chief priests and he gave testimony about Jesus Christ, but they knew that the man had been born blind and that Jesus had healed him. So they, even after Christ had proved that he is the Messiah through his teaching as well as his miracles, They were still against Jesus Christ. And Pilate knew this. Because if you think about something, Pilate was the Roman governor. He would have had spies throughout Israel to report on things that were going on. And he did not view Christ as a threat. He didn't view Christ as a threat to his authority because Jesus was not a troublemaker. So he knew that the Jews had arrested Christ because of envy. They were envious of him and envious of his following. They were jealous of Jesus. But even so, Pilate knew this. Even though he knew it, he knew that they were jealous of him. He could have declared Christ innocent, which he did, because he says, I find no fault in him. And then he could have released Jesus. He could have released him. But what we see in other scriptures is what did the Jews say? If you release him, you're no friend of Caesar. It scared Pilate because Pilate didn't want to lose his position because so much trouble had been going on in Judea. Pilate could have been recalled back to Rome and lost his governorship, and he did not want that to take place. So what Pilate does, he gives the Jews and the Jewish leaders a choice. He said, I can either release to you Jesus Christ, the king of the Jews, or I can release to you Barabbas. Now let's look at this choice that they had. Who is Jesus Christ? Think about that question for a second. Who is he? Because we all have to make that choice. We all have to make that determination of who he is. If you're a Christian, you see him as the Son of God. We know him as the Son of God. We know him as the Messiah, the King of the Jews. We know him as the one that that taught with authority, the one who worked all these miracles, the one who was the fulfillment of prophecy and the one who died on the cross for our sins and rose the third day and ascended back up into heaven. We know him as God. And we have faith that he is God. Because he is God, the creator of all things. But who was he to the Jews? Who was he to the Jews? The Jews heard his teaching. 
To the Jews, he was a teacher and a preacher. He was a prophet. He had been preaching on repentance and the kingdom of God. But they also saw his miracles. They saw him raising the dead. They saw him feeding the multitudes. Even Pilate would have heard about when Christ healed the centurion's servant because the centurion was a Roman official. Pilate would have heard about that. So they all knew Christ was working miracles and they all knew that he was teaching with authority. But the Jews did not believe him, the Jewish leaders did not believe him to be the Messiah. They viewed him as a troublemaker, a blasphemer. The Jewish leaders knew about Christ's miracles, but they also knew that Christ had a large following. And what we see is they were scared of that following as well. Because if you look at John eleven forty eight, they feared that Christ's followers and Christ would cause problems and the Romans would send in more troops and take over the nation completely, and they would lose their position. Now, who was Barabbas? In Luke 23, 19, we see that Barabbas was an insurrectionist. He had led an uprising against the Romans in the city of Jerusalem. He was a murderer. He was a troublemaker. Now I want you to think about something. The Jews, the Jewish leaders said that Christ and his following would cause the Romans to come in and take the nation and they would lose their position. So they wanted to get rid of Christ. But when Pilate gave them the choice, who did they choose? They chose someone that the Romans viewed as a threat. They didn't choose Christ who the Romans didn't view as a threat. They chose the one that the Romans feared. They chose a known murderer, an insurrectionist, one that could have led another insurrection that would have caused the Romans to come in and send more troops and take the nation from them completely. So they chose the one that the Romans viewed as a threat instead of the ones the Romans didn't view as a threat, going against what they had already decided and what they said in John 11. The Jews chose Barabbas. Even after hearing Jesus' teaching, witnessing his miracles, They chose the murderer instead of the Messiah. Jesus or Barabbas. And the Jews chose Barabbas. Now, this is a choice that we have to make today. Jesus or Barabbas. And even Christians have to make this choice. 
Now you might be thinking, now Brother Jeff, why do Christians have to make this choice? We're going to look at that in a second. But even Christians have to make that choice. Jesus or Barabbas. Now why? Because when we look at Barabbas, Barabbas represents worldliness. He represents evil. Barabbas represents everything that is against God. Barabbas was a murderer. A violator of the law of God. He represents everything against God. Now for the lost, the choice is clear. They hear the gospel message. The Holy Spirit convicts them of sin. And then what? They have to make a choice. Do they continue the path of sin? Do they continue to choose Barabbas, the worldliness, the evil, everything against God? Or do they repent of their sin and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? They have to choose Christ or Barabbas. But the same choice is given to the world. Governments, leaders, people all over the place have to choose whether they are going to follow God or whether they are going to follow world, the worldliness, the evil, Barabbas. And we see the choice that they make all the time. People always choose against God. Why? Because people are under the bondage of sin. They're dead in trespasses and sin. And if it comes between doing what God wants someone to do or doing what the world wants, when someone is lost and dead in sin and trespasses, they're always going to choose sin because they're dead. And a dead person cannot bring themselves back to life. They need Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to give them life. So the world will always choose against God. They're always going to choose Barabbas. But at the same time, they cannot say they don't know about God. They can't say, I don't know that there is a God. Because God reveals himself through creation. Paul talks about that in Romans 1. People are without excuse. Because God has revealed himself through creation. God has revealed himself through the church. And the greatest example of the existence of God is the Jewish people. The ones who rejected the Messiah. Because they are God's people. And they were away from their land, dispersed throughout all the nations for 2,000 years, and then God gave them their land back. They're the greatest example that God exists. So people cannot say there is no God. They can't say, I don't know about God because God has revealed himself 
to them in three different ways. Yet, the world continues in rebellion. Choosing Barabbas over God. Choosing the path of evil, the path of sin, over the path of righteousness. And it happens all the time and we see it everywhere. Time and again, all over, people choose Barabbas instead of the Son of God. But the same thing happens in the church. It happens in the church, just as it happens in the world. Christians have a choice to make. Because when someone is born again, they are made a new creature in Jesus Christ. They have a new nature. So what happens? This person now has an old nature and a new nature. The old nature is supposed to be dead and buried. And they are to live life in this new nature. Paul said that a war was going on inside his members. He said the old nature and the new nature are constantly at struggle with each other. And that happens to every Christian. But what do many Christians do? In churches all over this nation, all over the world, instead of living in the new nature, instead of choosing Christ every day, and choosing to follow Christ every day, they choose Barabbas. They choose worldliness. They choose sin. How many churches have turned their backs on the word of God? How many churches have turned their backs on Jesus Christ? How many churches have turned their backs on God and have chosen Barabbas? We see it all over. All over this country we see it. All over the world we see it. Yet I want you all to think about something. When the church chooses to disregard the teaching of Christ, it is the Christians in the church that does it. The Christians are the ones that turn their back on God. Because when you have Christians go into the church and they start to disregard the word of God, it starts to infest and infect everything in the church. Until finally that church turns its back on God, the entire church. It starts with the Christians. And then it just filters throughout that church. And we see it in churches throughout this nation. We see it in churches throughout this world. We see it in the denominations all over. This happens. Christians in these churches choosing Barabbas over Jesus Christ, leaving the teachings of the Bible, leaving the commands of Christ, and instead of following Christ, what happens in these churches? 
They bring in adulterers. They bring in fornicators. They bring in homosexuals. They bring in drug addicts. They bring in drunkards. They bring all of these things in and they infest their pulpits with them. And then those false teachings filter out into the church. We're to bring these people into the church, don't get me wrong. But we're to lead them to Christ, not let them in their sin lead the church. Because once you let them lead the church and they are in sin, they are going to infect the church with sin. People are to repent of their sin and turn to Jesus Christ, not continue in it. But that's what we see going on throughout this world today. People wonder what's going on in the church. What's going on in the church is it's infested with sin because it is disregarding the teachings of God and it has left Jesus Christ. That's what's going on in the church today. They are choosing worldliness and evil over Christ. And as a result, the church is not growing, it's declining. As a result, the church is not evangelizing, it is following these people into their sin. Yet, they do this to their detriment. Why in choosing Barabbas, they are choosing sin. They grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And as a result, they have no joy in their life. They have no assurance of their salvation because they've turned their back on God. They have no peace in their life. And they will face chastisement from God because God talks about this in the book of Hebrews. They're going to face chastisement for their sin. But likewise, something else is going to happen to them. One day they're going to face Jesus Christ in judgment. Remember, there are two judgments. There's the great white throne judgment that's talked about in the book of Revelation where the lost stand before Christ and they're judged for their sin. But there's also a judgment of Christians that Paul talks about. At the judgment seat of Christ, Christians will stand before Christ and be judged not for sin, because sin was paid for on the cross. They're judged for the way they live their life as a Christian. And imagine these people standing before Christ and being judged for destroying the church. Because that's what's going to happen. Everyone has a choice to make. Do you choose the Messiah? Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you choose to follow Him and live a righteous life after Him? Or do you choose Barabbas? disregarding Christ as the Jews did and following after a murderer, following after worldliness, following after evil. Do you choose Christ or sin? That's the choice. 
And that's a choice that we all have to make every day. So make your choice as we stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we have your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us today, that you would overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.